Hello and good morning. It is a beautiful summer day here on June 9th. This is 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay. And as always, I'm joined by the hit maker, the record breaker. He's got style. He's got grace. And oh, such a pretty face. The New <laughs> Jersey nightmare, Tommy Fierro. Good morning, brother. You're something else, man. The New Jersey nightmare. I like it. Listen, man, I think that's a moniker that you could take and you could run to the bank with, brother. How are things in your neck of the woods? Good, man. Just like you, uh, Jersey's a nice, uh, looks like a nice sunny day today. It's supposed to be about 77 degrees. Summer is obviously right around the corner. I know, Jay, that you got your Speedos out ready to go swimming and barbecue and have fun. So, yeah, man, things are heating up. <laughs> well said. Speedos are on because everybody knows you got to be tan to be on top. Ain't that right, Tom? Ah, I love that. I love that. So we picked a very great topic today. We are talking about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And right before we went on the air, we were kind of talking about how we picked this topic because of what the American nightmare Cody Rhodes put himself through this past Sunday at Hell in a Cell. We don't normally talk current product, but with what Cody's going going through what he's doing for himself and his career in the world of professional wrestling and what his legacy means tying back to Dusty Rhodes, we thought we would talk about the man himself, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. I'm super excited. we got two callers already on hold. But before we jump in, Tommy, i got to just talk to you, brother, because here's the deal. Dusty Rhodes is known for being one of the greatest of all times on the microphone. The man had the gift of gab. He could talk. Oh, yeah. But I'm finding out, Tommy, so can you. Don't think that you can post videos like the ones you've been posting on Facebook and not have me ask you on air about it because here's the deal. (laughs) I don't have a Facebook account, but my wife does. And so every once in a while, I go tiptoeing through the tulips. I check out your stuff. I spy on you. And you are posting some incredible videos, Tommy. Normally, you're a behind-the-scenes, behind-the-camera type guy. But you've been getting out in front of the camera, and you've been putting out some very, very good stuff, Tommy. So i got to ask, give me the inside scoop on these videos. Like, how is this coming about? Are, I, I, don't, I didn't see this in you. How did you have this in you? Is this something you've been thinking about? Or is this just kind of like lights, camera, action, go? <laughs> well, first of all, th- thank you very much. Second of all, anyone that – doesn't know what Jay's talking about on my personal Facebook page, and anyone can add me on there. It's, it's Tommy Fierro, just my name with two R's. Uh, I've been posting some, you know, some videos, and once you see it on Facebook, you'll know more about it. But, uh, yeah, I, Jay, you said you didn't know I had that in me. I know you said that to me off the air, too, before we went on, and it's funny that you said that because that's exactly what I was talking about on my uh, promo I posted on my Facebook page page yesterday is how I've heard that from a lot of people and just it's, it's funny because you just said it right before we went on the air about how you didn't know that I can talk like that or had that in me and and I said in my promo yesterday that besides my family this is all I have in me professional wrestling and um, I don't want to you know give too much away but anyone that's on Facebook please feel free to add me on my personal page Tommy Fierro with two R's you'll see me pop up on there and uh, you guys can start checking out the videos I'm posting and I will be posting many more in the uh, upcoming days and weeks as well. 
Yeah, and I'm and I'm gonna encourage anybody if you're a fan of like old school promos that are unscripted, from the heart, full of passion. That's the kind of stuff Tommy's putting out, and the way he does it, you you'll look at it. It's in black and white. The way he stands, the way he he talks, the way he delivers the message. Honestly, I'm not just saying this because I'm on the other side of the microphone from you every week. You had me on the edge of my seat just like wondering where is this going? What's he saying next? And so if you're a fan of old school promos and you have a Facebook, uh, access to Facebook, you need to check out Tommy's personal page and see what he's putting out. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, that means a lot to me, Jay. And it's, you sneaky dog, you. All this time I, know. I think you had a Facebook page and you're over here on your, on your wife's. Listen, and I will tell you one thing. See, I don't know much about Facebook, but I, I found out the hard way because I'll check out. That's how I watch the Monday Night Virtuals is through her account. Yeah, and I, yeah, found I, out, I, knew, I knew that. Yes, but I found out if you comment in the chats, like somehow that gets back to your wife because the next morning she woke up and she's like, I got notice from somebody we know that you were watching the Monday Night Virtual. So everybody thinks she's a big <laughs> Monday Night Virtuals fan, so... That's not the worst any, thing in the world anyone, to have a, a wife watching. Real, real quickly as well, because several people have been asking me about uh, Monday Night Virtuals and if they're coming back or when they're coming back. Right now, I'm working on a, a ton of uh, – a couple, couple big projects. Um, you'll definitely see it again at some point. Uh, right now, I'm focusing on a couple other things, but it, it will eventually return in some way, shape, or form in, in the future. Looking forward to that, and right now I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, and we're going to go first to our caller, the man, the best-looking man in Butler. We're talking to our good friend, Danny. Danny, good morning, brother. Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, you know, keep uh, keep uh, throwing uh, the compliments, uh, you know, uh, Jay, you, uh, you definitely uh, you get uh, you get brownie points with me all the time. Well, it's true, man. You can't walk around looking the way you look without people commenting. Ah, you know, listen, man. I, I I could only thank my mother for that one. I gotta you know give her all the all the accolades on that. I'm truly I'm I'm definitely blessed. Uh, it's been a go, while. You know, it's been a couple of weeks. Tommy. Tommy, I know uh, you know you've been going through some stuff. Uh, my condolences. You know, I hope uh, you guys are doing better right now. Um, you're definitely uh, wearing my prayers. Thank you, brother. Um, you know, tremendous uh, topic today. Uh, you know, you couldn't pick a better topic. Definitely. Um, you know, to, before we get into the, the American dream, you know, I gotta say, uh, you know, I'm 41, and you know, I've been watching wrestling since I was about five years old, maybe four. And I, I'll tell you what uh, what Cody did on on Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. you, I, I got gotta say without a doubt is the the gutsiest performance that I don't think that anybody will ever see. You know, the guy didn't have to go out there and doing to do that. You know, he you know that that comes to show what the business means to him. You know, I'm definitely crushed for him because I know that definitely he was being set up for a, a tremendous push, and it kind of derails his, his momentum, but. You know, you go out there, you know, you perform, you know, and, you know, he did that. Like I said, that's a, that's all hard. That's nothing but respect, and that shows the passion. And, you know, I, I guess that's something that, you know, he could go out there and show a lot of these younger guys what, you know, love for the business is because, you know, even, you know, even old school, you know, you know, you guys went out there night in and night out. You know, they always went out hurt. 
or, or whatnot. But, you know, to that level, you know, I mean, I could only think of, you know, you know, Triple H finishing a match with a torn quad. Um, you know, like I said, it's just, it's just, I'm speechless. You know, like he gets a lot of respect. I hope he comes back real soon because he definitely deserves a, a run with, uh, with that, uh, unified title without a doubt. I'll, I'll tell um, you as that, far as I, I, let me jump in real quick, if you don't mind, uh, Danny, because I, I did want to make absolutely. mention of this, and, and I think that right now is a, is a good time for me uh, to do so. So I have yet to see the match. I've, I've heard all about it from several different people, and I saw the pictures and stuff. I will tell you this. Uh, I heard some people say, oh, man, what horrible timing for Cody. You know, it's, you know it could have been his time. What? What happened happened, and let me tell you something. From what he did this past Sunday, he will come back probably. I'm, I'm assuming that it would probably be Royal Rumble time if he can make it back in time for Royal Rumble. And I guarantee you he will win the Royal Rumble. He will main event WrestleMania and win the title at WrestleMania. And he, and from what he did this past Sunday, he's going to be ten times as over as he was before going into that match. So I, while, while it was a horrible thing what happened to him, and, and it's going to, you know, it's going to, you know, put a little hold on his career for a little bit in the long run, 100% that, that match, that performance from this past Sunday just made him. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no, there's no, no doubt about that. You know, like I said, that's just pure guts, you know, pure heart and just passion for uh, what you, you know, what you love and what you do. And like I said, he definitely, he made his father proud, his brother, his whole family, um, uh, getting into, you know, the American dream, you know, I kind of, you know, caught him, you know, definitely he was at the tail end of his career when he came into the WWF in the late 80s. You know, I didn't really watch the NWA that much. But, you know, going back in history, you know, like I said, not, whether I watched him or not, I'm, I, I like knowing history uh, of the business. And, you know, the guy didn't have the greatest body, um, but the guy made up for it in his, in his, in his work. And, you know, definitely the, his skills behind the mic, you know, those – you know who could uh you know ever forget that uh the promo he caught about the you know the everyday man you know losing his job you mm. know not being able to pay his bills and and feeding his family i guess, i think that was right around the time he was a uh, he was feuding with, with Rick Flair i guess when he won his first uh, mm-hmm. world title you know the you know so dined with kings and queens and, and slept in alleys and and ate pork and beans you know mm-hmm. that's the american dream you know that was passion um, you know, it's kind of, I think it's a little shame. I think WWE kind of, I mean, WWF made him a little bit of a sideshow with the, with the polka dots, but you know, he went out there, he made the best of it. That was, uh, that was what he was going to do, whether he, you know, people liked it or not, he was going to take whatever was given to him and he was going to make it work. And without a doubt, one of the great performers, one of the great, uh, talkers, charismatic, and you know, the guy just, you know, whether he was in the ring or working behind the scenes, the guy knew what he was doing, he was meant for his business. And like I said, it, it's going to, it's going to, it's just going to come full circle when Cody comes back. And uh, he, you know, I, exactly what you said, the way you scripted it out, I, 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 I couldn't agree with you a hundred percent. This is the way it's going to happen. Listen, Danny, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And like you said, the polka dot, a lot of people look at that and say maybe that was a rib being pulled on him. Maybe Vince McMahon was trying to keep him down. But like you said, he took that gimmick and he made the most of it. Yeah, he was supposed to be like a mid-card entertaining type act. He wasn't going to be 
the world champ like he was in the NWA, but there's a life lesson in there because Dusty Rhodes could have easily said, I'm not doing the polka dots and he could have left or he could have said, I'll take that gimmick, but I ain't putting my heart and soul into it. And it just could have fell flat. But even though he was probably above wearing polka dots, he took it. And like you said, he put his all into it and he got it over. And I think that's a life lesson in there, man, because sometimes life is going to deal you things that you don't really like. And you got choices. You can walk away, you can hang your head, or you can power through it and give it your all. And that's what Dusty Rhodes did. And so why some people don't like the polka dot era of Dusty Rhodes, I think, I think it's great. I think it fits into his personality and who Dusty Rhodes was. I, I agree with you as well. And I also think that Dusty was so talented that he can get any gimmick over. And, and right there was the perfect example of, of him doing so. And you, you could have put a, a, a big turn on the top of his head, and he still would have got over, honestly, because he's so charismatic. He, and, someone, and someone told me this very, very recently, and, and it makes a ton of sense. He says, in this business, for a million dollars, you can't buy realness. And Dusty was as real as they come, and the audience saw, saw that. And, you know, you can tell when someone is – you can tell when someone's playing a character and you can tell when someone's being themselves and, and Dusty, no matter what character or role he was, he was Dusty Rhodes. I mean, that was that him, even though he had polka dots on, man, that was him with the, with the, the volume turned up. And, and, and that's, and that's what's the special part of this business is that only it's called the it factor and only a select few have the it factor. And no matter what gimmick you would have gave Dusty, he, it doesn't matter because he, he has the hit back there. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, like I said, it's a, uh, you know, what, what, you know, what better contrast than, you know, the, the, you know, the son of a plumber going up against the nature boy. Like you couldn't get a, uh, you know, two uh, different um, personalities, but it just, it just worked. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's just, you know, that's, that's what professional wrestling was all about back then. So, you know, I, you know, I'm going to give you guys uh, the platform and everybody else get their calls in. Tommy, Jumper J, is always a pleasure. Looking forward to speaking to you guys next week. Tommy, I'll definitely, uh, uh, one of these days i got to stop in because uh, Lucas has been uh, hounding me every day. We got a lot of new stuff in, brother. I, I, I bet you do. Like I said, uh, you got the new stuff, and, uh, you know, the, the, the dollar bills uh, will be uh, getting into your pockets real soon. <laughs> so um, enjoy. you guys have a good have a great weekend, and uh, keep up the good work, guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, bless you, Danny. Thank you, brother. Listen, before we jump into the next call, Tommy, I just got to say, in, in preparation for today's show, I did jump on eBay, and I looked up the Dusty Rhodes Hasbro figures, and those things are going for a pretty penny, brother. So if you oh, get yeah. some into your store, I have hang on right to now. them. Well... I hope you got a good price on it because according to eBay, that's a very uh, sought after figure right now. Well, you know, you know, I'm right. going I'm, I'm, I'm to hold it to the side and wait for you to come back to New Jersey because the last time you came to my store, uh, <laughs> two days before 80, oh no, one day before 80's wrestling con, uh, you mean I, you, you emptied your wallet for me. So uh, I'm going to put it to Listen, the side man. wait for the next event for you to come up. So I'll sell it to you directly. Listen, I, I would appreciate that because I'm telling you, I don't know how you run that store. I, I wanted everything in there. I had a hard time walking <laughs> out with not taking everything with me. But we're going to keep the show going, 
and we're going to turn the show into a party because we're heading down to Millville to talk to our good friend, Marty. Marty, good morning to you. Good morning, Jumpin' Jay, Tommy Fierra. How you guys doing? Marty, what's up, man? Fantastic. Not much. Brother. It's been a while since I called. I'm worried I'm moving down the card here, so I have to, like, get back in there and uh, <laughs> yeah, throw, throw the voice yeah, back you're, on you're, the podcast. You're, you're Tiger, you're Tiger Chung Lee right now, brother. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I need Mr. Fuji to guide me back up the car. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, so, yeah, good topic. I was actually just watching SummerSlam 89. And uh, I think it was uh, Dusty and Honky Tonk, man. And Honky Tonk is like my favorite heel now as an adult because I hated him so much as a kid. And I look yep. back like, God, that guy was so great. But then you pair that with Dusty and it was just like, just like, you know, and, and the match itself, it wasn't exactly, you know, a five star, but uh, you had two great characters. You had two great guys who, who were their gimmicks and they were awesome. Uh, and I remember being a kid, I always knew who Dusty Rhodes was, but never got to see him growing up in Jersey. So mm. like, but I would hear about him in the magazines and I, and so like, I was like a ready-made fan when he came, like I already knew who he was because, because of the magazines I knew him, Sting, and all those guys. So, like, any of those guys that they jumped ship, like, I was ready. I was ready to watch already. Like, you didn't have to establish Dusty Rhodes for me. Even though I never watched a single match, I, I was a ready-made fan. So, man, I got into it. Polka dots or whatever, I didn't care. He was great. I love the fact that you said you were a ready-made fan because you knew who he was. And I grew up in the middle of Minnesota where we didn't really have NWA access. We had AWA, but that was earlier 80s. And so my first introduction to Dusty Rhodes was the Polka Dots, was that character. And then I started finding out who he was before that and falling in love with all of his, his older stuff. And so... Even if you, even though I just saw him for the first time as the polka dots, he was so charismatic that you couldn't help mm-hmm. but know he was somebody. He was something special. And then to find out the heritage, the legacy that he had prior to even getting there, I think it's great that you knew all that because that would have given you that would have given me a different perspective on who he was rather than just a mid card entertainer. You would you would have known what his pedigree was. Yeah, and he was so great for like conveying to the kids like like I was like definitely all about like whatever the baby faces were and, mm-hmm. and he was so great at like telling us like, you know or, or showing us he was fighting for us so I, like I said mm-hmm. I hated the honky tonk man well I can't do anything about that but Dusty Rhodes is showing up and yeah. Dusty Rhodes is going to you know put this guy in his place and and you believed it and and, and he made you believe it and he made you watch uh he was the best so that's a yeah got some background no, man, noise there in the classroom no worries. Brother. You bring end up of the some... school year, we're uh, busy now these these days. Is is school still going on there, or are you guys out now? Teachers are just there. No, we go to the twenty first. You so, do. Yep. Yeah, we had a couple snow days. Well, brother, and, uh, once, once sure. you're on summer, once, Marty, once you're on summer vacation, I better see you at the wrestling collector, man. I, I listen. I got to end. I uh, told about the magazines. I have to re up. So I, I have to get some more of those. But, yeah, like I got to take that trip. Every time I look it up or, or I see where ISPW is coming, I'm like, ah, it's like two and a half hours. If you're a true wrestling fan, you can drive two and a half hours for a pro wrestling store in your home state, my man. 
Well, what I need is that my, my oldest boy is two and a half. So, like, I can't wait to show him all this. Oh, yeah. And I'm only busting your chops. I know you'll, I know you'll get it yeah. eventually. I'm, like, almost in the Delaware Bay, man. I'm, like, at all, I'm like all the way at the bottom. So, that, that's a hike. You're a lot closer to Connecticut than you are to me. So. But one of these days, I am making that trip. Awesome. I am coming. So, all right, well, I'm going to get back here and try to get the school day going. And uh, you guys take care, and uh, I'll listen to the rest of the show later. Thanks for everything you guys do. Thank, so Thank you so much, Marty. All right, see you guys. See, I love both Danny and Marty brought up how you could pair Dusty Rhodes against a heel like a Ric Flair and it's got a built-in storyline. The common man versus the man who was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. The common man versus the guy with the money. Like, it was a built-in storyline. Then when you put him in with somebody like the honky-tonk man, just two guys owning their characters, one's fighting for the people, one is driving the people insane, built-in storylines. Dusty was such a good storyteller in all of his feuds, and I think that's what drew people in. And I think he came along at exactly the right time because you could say based on his build, his body style, he may not even be given a shot in today's wrestling world. But in the 80s, man, he was, he was on fire. We're going to keep this conversation rolling by flying out to the West Coast to talk to our good friend, Brian, the brain. Brian, good morning, brother. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Tommy. How are you guys doing? Good morning, brother. How are you? Doing real well. Hey, uh, great conversation today. And uh, I just wanted to uh, point out that uh, uh, with Dusty, not only was he just phenomenal on the mic and uh, and just drew the people out of their seats and standing and cheering for him in the ring, but, uh, you know, Booker behind the scenes that uh, – that kept JCP right there with uh, Jim Crocker Promotions right there with uh, WWF for many years and was was the guy laying out the storyline. So just one of the most creative minds in the business ever. And uh, and then aside from being the the booker for so many years, um, when it, whenever I you know talk to people online or or whatnot, if they're from back east down south. Uh, our age or a little older, it seems like more than half of them, their guy growing up was Dusty Rhodes and uh, mm. so many wrestlers. I mean, even Ric Flair, when he became a wrestler and had the entirely different body type, he wanted to be a Rhodes and, and models yep. himself after Dusty Rhodes. So, you know, you see those old pictures of Ric Flair when he was a weightlifter and, and he's almost unrecognizable. Dusty Rhodes was his inspiration, and Dusty told him to, mm. you know, to find his own thing and be himself, and and that worked out okay. So I mean, uh, Dusty's uh, an inspiration to so many, and and maybe even more importantly to you know, in my mind, is um, there's a lot of, you know, all these kids and generations that grew up where not every kid has the the genetics and the body type to to mm-hmm. look like a WWF superstar. And what an inspiration Dusty was. I mean, I saw him on the magazines. I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I didn't know what he was about. I and mean, you see this guy that does not look like an athlete at all. Um, but he goes out there and he just kicks ass and bionic elbows left and right to everyone and, and is on top of the world 
with, again, a body type you would not expect. So think of how many guys that, uh, you know, the Cactus Jacks and the uh, uh, just the, the big guys that maybe wouldn't have got into wrestling if they hadn't seen the success of somebody like Dusty Rhodes and, and seen how far charisma and heart go in the business as opposed to just being in the weight room. That's <clears throat> that's an excellent point, Brian. And you wonder, like my, I hope that we're not missing out on huge talent now because such an emphasis is put on the look, on the bodies. Everybody's everybody is built like the Ultimate Warrior was built. Where back then it was an oddity to have a super ripped guy. Now it's almost like if you're not in that kind of shape, you're not even going to get. A push, and so I hope we're not missing out on any supreme balance. Because can you imagine if we would have missed out on Dusty Rhodes, how different the industry as a whole would look if he didn't have the career he had, and like you said, the impact and influence behind the scenes that he had. If we didn't have a Dusty Rhodes, the industry would look so much different today than it does. Definitely, and and I ran Absolutely. a couple polls on I read a couple polls on Twitter recently, and one was that question of uh, if Vince hadn't been able to sign Hulk, you know, I put four guys on there, Dusty, uh, Jimmy Snuka, Sergeant Slaughter, and Kerry Von Erich. Dusty ended up winning the poll in that. And another poll mm. I went on and, and put on there is, um, you know, when he came to the WWF, I said, how many people were hugely excited because they already knew he was a big star? How many people you know, they knew of him and they were still excited. How many people were like, I didn't care. And how many people never saw him and 74% of the people that responded, they knew at least of him and were excited. People knew about him and they knew he was a big deal. We just didn't get to see him if we were in a market where we only got WWF. So like, like Marty, so many of us were, were ready and willing to be Mm -hmm. dusty fans. We just didn't get to see him until he, uh, he came about 33 years ago. It was like the end of May where he came in and filled in for Jake Roberts against Ted DiBiase and surprised some people on house shows and, mm-hmm. and made his entrance to the WWF. And, and, you know, and then we got to see him. But that feud with Savage and the feud with Bossman, I mean, he's the one that mm-hmm. saw the talent in Bossman and, and pushed him uh, into the Big Bubba Rogers role to, to really, uh, you know, take off in his career. And then, uh, you know, worked with him both in uh, NWA and then when he came to WWE, I think that was his first major feud. And then that feud with Macho Man, that was that was something that really, uh, I'm sure Savage loved working with him, but those were two top-tier guys that in wrestling history. I'm glad we got to see those matches with those guys together. So, you know, just what a what a talent. And then we lost him what, almost seven years ago. I think it was June 11th, uh, 2015 that we lost Dusty, but what a generational talent, once-in-a-lifetime talent. And getting back to the body type, I mean, right there at uh, ISPW, Tommy's got, you know, a guy with charisma that doesn't look, not that that, that Superstar Morrison isn't just, you know, a a ripped guy, but I think he's he's got the talent and the charisma that, that Tommy's after more so than having the chiseled abs and the and the superstar looks. I mean, Tommy knows what it's about going for uh, the guy that'll get the the fans uh, out of their seats more than nice, man. the guy that'll get them looking at the body type, you know? So, 
anyway, those are my thoughts and feelings, and I'm, I'm guessing you guys are on board with all that as well. Yeah, man. You, you. I, I tell you what, Brian. I, I find myself many times uh, having a hard time not agreeing with pretty much everything you say. You're. I, I tell Jay off the air. You're probably one of the our, our favorite callers just because you, you. For I mean, for just being a fan. Uh, you have extremely great knowledge of this industry, and, and I and I and actually a lot enjoy a lot of the stuff you post on your uh, Twitter page. And Brian, just let let all the listeners know your Twitter page out there because Brian posts some really cool stuff. He he does a lot of um, uh, history dates, but what he does is he uses his LGN figures to create those uh, photo ops for these. Uh, memories he's sharing. So tell everyone a little bit about it real quickly because you deserve it because you're, you're doing a cool thing right now. Well, it's, it's fun. And then, uh, you know, so I'll put and let them know Let them know your uh, Twitter hand, uh, handle as well so they can follow you. So it's very similar. It's just 80s wrestling fan. And then uh, if you just check out 80s wrestling fan, I've got uh, 5,000 some odd posts if you scroll down the feed, but I show some some pictures of uh, live events that I've been to on my pinned tweet. And then I have uh, uh, action figure photos just going back to that day in history, usually a couple a day. In the last month or so, I've been putting up a new poll every night, and that's that's been a lot of fun. There's uh, you know a lot of stuff where I'll expect it to go one way, like, you know, which is, what's your favorite Heenan family tag team? And it'll, it'll skew a, a slightly different way. You know, the Brain Busters edge out. Big John Studd and, and King Kong Bundy and Colossal Connection and the Islanders are a little further down the chart. So, you know, try to try to keep it fresh. And, and again, it's it's just fun stuff to do. And I love talking to you guys and interacting with everybody out there that uh, grew up loving the Golden Age. Hell yeah, man! But uh, anyway, I, I really appreciate talking to you guys. Do you guys have anybody else on the line there? We've got one other caller waiting in the wings to talk about Dusty Rhodes. So I got to ask, Brian, have you, did you ever have a chance to see Dusty Rhodes wrestle live? Uh, unfortunately, my last event that I went to was uh, a Saturday night's main event in November 88. So I didn't get to see Dusty live, okay. um, but, uh, you know, wish I had, but uh, he, like I say, I was one of those guys where I saw him on there and, and I knew of him. I knew how big he was from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. But uh, when I saw those vignettes at first, I was a little, I was like, eh, what's going on here? You know, the pizza man with the Sharpie on, <laughs> onto the T-shirt and, and uh, you know, the Sapphire stuff. But, but I, I'll say that I appreciate him a lot more now than I did then. And uh, at the time, I kind of, and even now I wonder how it would have went over. But at the time, I definitely wanted the more serious uh nwa uh persona it's just back then when you're uh 40 see here he would have been uh 43 44 back then that's a lot older in the business that it is now and everybody looked older back then so i'm sure wwf saw him as one one notch down from that uh hulk hogan randy savage uh, mm-hmm. maybe just a half a notch down i don't think they ever envisioned putting the belt on dusty but uh, you know what a what a talent, what a guy behind the mic, and and I love that he uh, it, one of the uh, pay-per-views he used a uh, uh, Bob Dylan line about shelter from the storm, and I just got to go see uh, Bob Dylan a couple nights ago for 
uh, 18th time in the last uh, uh, 29 years. So that was a, a lot of fun. And, and I love those guys with heart and soul, like, you know, Roddy Piper, Bob Dylan, Dusty Rhodes. So an all-time great. Absolutely. Well said. So uh, you guys uh, have a great rest of the show and a great uh, week. So nice talking to you as always. You too, brother. Thanks, Sounds man. good, Brian. Thank you so much. All right. The conversation about Dusty Rhodes just keeps on going. And so we're going to take the next call now. And I'm hoping that we're going to see a little spike in their ratings because it's time. It's time. It's time for Toto with Tom. Good morning, sir. Morning, guys. I was listening to uh, Brian. And when I first was listening to him, I say to myself, you know what? The guy says everything that I'm always getting ready to say. And I really, he is on to something. Because when you agree with Toto with Tom, I mean, you, you, got, you know what you're talking about. And, and I'm not, and I was, I was saying to myself, you know, maybe I'm going to have to put this guy over. And not in the Seth Rollins kind of way, like when Seth put over Cody on Monday night and then stabbed him at the end. But then when I heard that he has his own Twitter account and that he has over 5,000 posts and he promotes them in such a unique way with LGN figures, I said to myself, you know what? This guy is the shit. You know, I'm a fan of him. And uh, I really appreciate him calling in every week and spilling his stuff. And it's great. I know he gets in before me all the time. But that's okay. You know, I don't mind. And the ratings, I think, significantly do go up when he's on as well as myself. And Meltzer last week actually gave the show three and a half stars uh, half a star just for Brian the Brain mentioning Toto with Tom. <laughs> so hats off to you, Mr. Brian the Brain, if you're still listening out there. As far as Look Dusty Rhodes goes, you know what? A lot of guys can learn a lot from Dusty Rhodes that wrestled today. A lot of wrestlers go out there and they go for the pop. They do move after move after move after move. Dusty was not a great technical worker. Let's set that, you know, right now. Okay, he did a couple of good things but he was not your worker, like maybe a, a Ric Flair or a Harley Race from a technical standpoint. But he had charisma, and he told stories. He could do more with his elbow and his punching than most of these guys that I watch in AEW nowadays for 25 minutes. That is a testament to Dusty. Also, what Brian said about Dusty's behind-the-scenes, fantastic. He was able to book shows. He actually set uh, – the, turn, the, the standard for what we now call the dusty finish, which was the turning of the uh, belt. You know, you, you have somebody lose a title, but then it reverses and it goes back to the original um, title holder. So I really think Brian hit it on the head. I really think, you know, I hit it on the head. Dusty is a charismatic wrestler. He knew how to talk. He knew how to tell a story. And he knew the business. Didn't have the greatest body. Didn't have the best moves. But he's an icon, and uh, he kind of reminds me of Hulk Hogan in a way. Hogan wasn't the greatest worker as well, but Hogan knew how to talk. Hogan had the body. Hogan maybe didn't tell a story as well as Dusty did. But then again, I saw some matches that Hulk Hogan did back in, in the day in old Japan and new Japan, because over mm -hmm. in Japan he had to. And he did a lot of moves that he wouldn't do in the States, because it doesn't matter. There is a way to work, and you don't have to show all the flash all the time. And I think that is something that today's wrestlers have to look, in, look at more. Now, getting back to Seth Rollins quickly, I think everybody has been talking about Cody this past week. He deserves every 
ounce of praise for the performance he did. But I have to say, I think Seth deserves just as much. Seth's job out there was to show everyone that he was kicking the shit out of this guy without kicking the shit out of him. That Mm -hmm. is an art. That is a master performer out there. I am not sure how many other wrestlers could protect Cody the way that Seth did on yep. in that pay-per-view. I'm sure AJ Styles would have been able to, you know, do the same. But th- th- there's not many, and I think a lot of that has to go to Seth, and he's getting unnoticed for his work in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the, the Monday night uh, swerve when he hit him with a sledgehammer, fantastic as well. You guys want to retort to any of that? You first. Listen, uh, I... Something, Jay. If if you could give a standing ovation through the radio, I would do that because I think you're hitting nail after nail after nail right on the head, Tom, and everything you said about Dusty Rhodes and your critique about Seth Rollins is right on the money. Not only did he protect Cody Rhodes through – I'm going to be honest, Tommy. When you watch that match – it's a little hard to watch because the, the visual of the injury is so dramatic that you feel bad for Cody Rhodes, but Seth protects him. And Seth puts over a guy who has a completely torn pectoral. A lot of wrestlers would say, if I lose to a one-armed guy, what does that make me? But Seth Rollins stepped up to the challenge. They had a good match. He protected him. And so... Tom, I think you're right on the right on the right on the money this morning. Fierro. Yes, sir. And your retort. I uh, I don't really have much to say. I mean, you guys said everything already. I mean, I I agree. I just like mostly with uh with Brian, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you say as well, uh Toto with Tom, and uh, I guess it's a good time now. Uh, while you're on, we can one more time promote this upcoming Saturday's big Totowa Day in Totowa, New Jersey. Anyone that lives in the New Jersey area, uh, we are doing a free ISPW show at Totowa Day this Saturday, June the 11th. The exact address of the show will be at 515 Union Boulevard in Totowa, and uh, Totowa Day begins at 3 p.m., ISPW will be at 6 p.m. Now, check this out, Jay. Not only is there going to be ISPW wrestling there this Saturday, but there's also going to be axe throwing, mechanical bull riding, bouncy rides for the kids, a beer garden, vendors are going to be there, food trucks, live bands, and more. It sounds like a really, really, really cool and fun day. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, my guys are really looking forward to it. Four matches already signed for the show. The ISPW World Heavyweight title will be defended. The superstar, Danny Morrison, takes on main event Michael Mars, who's been around since 1992. He was trained originally by Iron Mike Sharp, longtime independent wrestler in the area, finally gets the main event, an ISPW show. I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing it. And then also, we're going to have uh, Bull James defending the ISPW Tri-State title against H.C. Loke. Sean Donovan goes one-on-one with Trax, and Justin Carino, who just snapped and turned at the last show, uh, he will go one-on-one with Leo Sparrow. We're adding a couple more matches to the show, and again, it's free. It's this Saturday, Totowa Day, 515 Union Boulevard in Totowa. Come hang out with me and all the stars 
of ISPW. And you have a couple other shows the following two weeks. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about them uh, in the next week or so, but I want to go week by week. So let's get everyone out to Toto a Day this Saturday, and it's going to be a fun one. Well, it's been a fun it's been a fun time on your show again today, guys. I think somewhere down the road there has to be a segment for Brian the Brain and Toto with Tom. Um, you know, maybe a nice fifteen minute we can wedge it into your show, or we'll just yeah, we'll call it we'll call it Jabroni we'll call it Jabroni's Corner. That sounds good. That sounds good. I'm good with that. But uh, I'll see you guys, and we'll uh, have a report of how Toto with Day Three turns out next week. You got nice. it. Man. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. I I was waiting for the time's up for Toto with Tom. He usually has a signature sign-off. He must be so excited for Toto with Days that he forgot his signature sign-off. We got one call left on the docket. More might come in. But this guy's been hanging out for a while, so we're going to go to it. And, Tommy, it's time. It's time to speak with the man with so many talents from a country that's so much better than yours. We're talking David from Canada. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Happy to speak to the Dream Team once again. Glad to see you guys back together. Thank you, sir. We're ba- yeah, we're happy to be reunited. It feels good. Yeah. So, so, so there's like a song that says something like that or something. I don't know. If uh, there's not, there should wanna, be. No, there there is. But there is, I know, uh, there is. It's very reunited famous. United and it feels so good. <laughs> See, this this is why he's the man with so many talents, Tommy. He he is the man with so many talents. I, I, I will give that and, and my man, it's it's nice to, to hear your voice again. I hope you're doing good up there and uh school school's coming to a close for you also soon, right? Yeah, we go we go right to the twenty ninth up here. So, See, they got to yep. they got to do everything yeah, just a little better, line, just a little bit longer than us, Tommy. <laughs> but we don't start until always... after Labor Day, so there's that too. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, but yeah, well, let's, I want to just quick. So the very first year I started teaching, I had the honor of teaching at the same school as my mom. It was her last year teaching. Her la- last year was my first year, and it you know thinking about Dusty Rhodes, it, it makes me think of that because here's a guy who's had the privilege of wrestling with his son, right? Mm-hmm. He had, you know, talk about legacy, right? Uh, both, uh, you know, uh, Dustin and, and Cody, you know, in their careers and both, both of them still wrestling. And the fact that he had that, you know, moment, I must've been so proud as a dad to be able to wrestle with your kid and say like, we're up here doing this together and I'm, you know, passing this on. Um, the thing that really stands out to me, I know it's been spoken about a little bit already on the podcast, but is the impact he has had on on so many other people. You know, I was listening uh, a while ago, this is an older episode, but of uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast, and they were doing a, an episode on, on uh, Dusty Rhodes, and one of the things that happened was um, Hulk Hogan called in and started talking about how much Dusty meant to him and you know, watching him in Florida uh, growing up is one of the things that inspired inspired Hulk to be a wrestler. Now, I don't know. Hulk loves to stretch the truth. So how much of that is true or not, I don't know. <laughs> right? But, but the, you know, just to have, like, you know, people who are such legends in the business have such respect for him 
and and even the fact you know now, for example, you have FTR in AEW, which in my opinion, and I know other people's opinion as well, is the best tag team in in wrestling, outside of ISPW, of course. Uh, and <laughs> you know, Dusty was the one who saw them and decided to put them together. So the legacy of this man is is continues, and I think that's just such a, a testament to who he was and. And, and, and the creative mind behind him that he's remembered as a wrestler, he's remembered as a character, he's remembered as a dad who had, you know, wrestled with his sons, and he's remembered as such a creative mind through his booking, but also through his work in, you know, NXT and, and with the next generation of, of superstars. Yeah, that's absolutely a fantastic point. Even the fact that Seth Rollins was... Uh, able to sit underneath the learning tree that was Dusty Rhodes makes his current feud with Cody mean so much more on a different level. And so when you think about the impact that Dusty Rhodes had on multiple generations of wrestlers, I am very thankful that we got to experience Dusty Rhodes and that he was able to impact the business as much as he did. Yeah, for sure. And you also got to get credit. Any guy who can rock polka dots like he did, respect to that. I got, I got, a, I got a good question for you while, while we have you on. So I know in Canada, at least as far as I, as far as my knowledge knows, uh, back in the '80s, you know, when it was WWF and NWA. I know WWF is tremendously big in Canada, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that NWA was so much. Is, is that accurate? And if so. Uh, if you did watch it or didn't watch it, what was your thoughts of Dusty Rhodes? I'm sure that you grew up a, a WWF fan, right? Yeah, I mean, really, until until like the later, I mean, there was you, you basically had your Canadian pro, uh, promotions, which didn't even really get airtime, but you, you kind of knew about or the traveling shows. Um, like certainly, Stampede Wrestling out of Calgary was mm-hmm. was big and and known, but otherwise, it was it was WWF, and then later when you know. I don't know when. I, I wish I knew exactly when, but it was it was when when um, Jim Crockett Promotions became WCW, and that's when you know we started getting we started getting WCW as well. Uh, but that was much later on. Like it, you know, growing up, like it was uh, you know uh, WWF superstars. That's what we, that was the big thing. And mm-hmm. then obviously you get the pay per views and, and whatnot. But but yeah, most of that stuff, unless it was you know, something like maybe in like the AWA where you would maybe get some cross border in like Manitoba, Saskatchewan, maybe, you know, you didn't get the regional promotions up here. That's interesting. David, can I ask you, can I ask you another question about Canada? You can always ask me a question about Canada. All right. So Dusty Rhodes is nicknamed the American dream and the American dream is something that's talked about in the States. It's a belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what financial class they were born into, they can attain their own version of success based on hard work, determination. Do you guys have a similar, is there a Canadian dream? Is there a similar like moniker or belief that you guys all have? Or is that unique to the United States? Well, I would say in terms of, you know, so I'll, I'll give you this. So um, we don't have what you would call the Canadian dream. There's no, nothing in this, the Canadian psyche that is, you know, this is the Canadian dream. Uh, but I would say the comparable thing would be in America, you have 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Correct. Right? And, and Canada's yep. version of that is peace, order, and good government. All right. So, so Look that's, at this. That's, that's a little lesson there. And I wanted to mention something quick before. I know you guys got to go, but uh, I don't know if Tommy's seen this or you've seen it, Jay, but I was in Walmart yesterday. Uh, I didn't get it because I was my son and I didn't want to get him any toys. But there is a <laughs> AEW has put out a Cody Rhodes uh, LJN figure. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have seen it. So, I mean, it's very I was, cool. I was doing some shopping there. So I was like, that made me think of you guys. And I just want to make sure that, that you knew that and had seen it. So. So let me ask you this. I, I know you didn't buy it because you weren't going to buy toys that day, but did you happen to see the price on it? How much does a Cody Rhodes LGN figure go for in Canada? Uh, it's like just under $30 Canadian. Just under $30 Canadian. And just for reference for me, when you were younger and did, were you shopping for toys when the Hasbro figures were out? It, the, the Hasbro's are probably under 10 bucks. They were under 10 bucks. I think the Hasbro's in the U.S. sold for around $6 U.S. when I was growing up. And now, yeah, action so figures are have been like eight, eight much Canadian, more expensive. Nine, nine, okay. $9.99, something like that, probably. Very, in, very interesting, man. Look at this. Tommy, we're, we're sitting underneath the Canadian learning tree, learning from David. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, man, Absolutely. And he uh, just got called to the office. I heard that. David, did you just get no, called no, to the no, office? Lunch I think. Right now. No, okay. Lunch. All right. Lunch. Wrestling fan David, please report to the please office. Report. Wrestling fan yep. David, please report and to the so office. O'Shea, Hennessy. <laughs> exactly. All right. But hey, you got. You, I'm bring, bringing it, bringing it to the people here wherever I can. I love it, man. The Cana- You are the Canadian dream, David. <laughs> if only. All right, guys. Uh, right. Stay blessed, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Well, the show just keeps on rolling down the road, the dusty road. Tommy, right now, no other callers on hold. It's you and me, my friend. we got about Uh-oh. 10 minutes of showtime left. One-on-one on one talking about the American dream, Dusty Roads. Any comments that you have, brother, that hasn't yet been said? I mean, if you're a you know a wrestling fan, and you know especially from the era we started watching from Jay the '80s, I mean you can you could talk all day about Dusty Rhodes. You know, I mean he he's been a part of so many memorable matches and moments and and promos, and I mean the guy was one of the top legends in the history of wrestling. So yeah, I mean we could talk all day about him and the legacy he left behind with you know Dustin and, and Cody, and I mean gosh. Yeah, we we could talk all day about it, but yeah, I mean, all, all the major points I, I feel like have been hit on. Uh, the, the the thing I want to say again and stress again is what I said earlier on the show. I said, you know, millions of dollars can't buy your realness, and and Dusty Rose when he put his hand to that you know camera, and oh. I know that other fans at that time were putting their hands to that TV to grab mm-hmm. his hand. I mean, he's yep. just absolutely you can't get more real than, than dusty Rhodes, and 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 that's why i think he was so successful because you know he wasn't playing a a character or wasn't you know portraying himself to be something he wasn't he was you know dusty Rhodes. that that's what was him and that's why i think you know he got so over and that's why 
I kind of I kind of chuckle when when people say that you know Vince McMahon was ribbing him by you know putting him with Sapphire and and dressing him up with the the black with the yellow polka dots. I don't think it was a rib at all. I think that Dusty and if it was a rib, the ribs on WWE because Dusty got went and got it over tremendously. So yeah, if, if it was a rib on Dusty, Dusty is so good that he was able to switch that rib back to them by getting the gimmick over. So, I mean, he's just fantastic. Well, and when it comes to the polka dots, because of the way Dusty portrayed them and got them over, it is such an iconic look that if you're a wrestling fan and you see that black and yellow polka dots, you know exactly who it's in reference to. Even the fact that Seth Rollins rocked that same look at this Hell in a Cell this past Sunday, the moment he took his his jacket, his robe off, and you saw the polka dots, you knew exactly what it was in reference to. So it's become this iconic look. Now, one of the things that Dusty Rhodes had going in his favor was he was in the wrestling business before kayfabe was out it when people still bought in because he was able to take people's emotions and take them on a ride. You can see people, when you watch his old matches in the NWA, you can see people ringside in tears when Dusty Rhodes is getting beat up because people believed in him so much. They were rooting for him so much. They saw so much of themselves in that character of the common man that he had them in the palm of his hand and you just really cannot accomplish it to that same level in today's industry because kayfabe is out it. So we know it's storyline. So we don't buy in emotionally the way we used to, but man, dusty Rhodes was able to take people on a ride. And if you haven't seen a dusty Rhodes match in a while, go back and watch it and see the reaction from the people because they were all in to what Dusty Rhodes was doing when he lost, they lost. When he won, they felt like they won in life. And so he had magic inside that squared circle. Yeah, man. I I can't again I, I find myself agreeing with everything you say as well most times, Jane. I'm I'm just like sitting here listening to you. I'm like shaking my head up and down because yeah, you're at, you're absolutely right. And uh yeah, man. I mean, he was great in every aspect of, of everything. Having that it factor, I know we were talking mm-hmm. about that off the air, Jay, the it factor. Uh, only a certain amount of people in this industry ever had the it factor, meaning yes. every aspect of every aspect of everything you have to hit to be a star, and he, he had yes. it. No, no question about it. Absolutely. He had it! Exclamation point. He had it in spades, brother. Closing minutes here. We've talked about Dusty Rhodes, had one heck of a conversation. Awesome callers today. I felt this show was phenomenal. I enjoyed listening to it. I enjoyed being part of it. As we close out the segments, talk to me a little bit about what's going on in your world. I know we got Totoa Days coming up this weekend. What's going on in the world of Tommy Fierro in 80s wrestling? And I everything. Yeah, well, yeah, the month of uh, June is going to be all ISPW. Uh, I'm not doing any signings this month because I have three live ISPW shows. So that takes up a a lot of time, Jay, as as I'm sure you know. So I I didn't do any signings this month because I had 
I had uh, three live events, and the first one's gonna be this Saturday, like we mentioned, Toto Day, and then on Friday, June the 17th, we are gonna be at Cedar Grove High School in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, and it's gonna benefit the Cub Scouts, Pack 838. So a great cause to come out and uh, and and help support the kids. Again, that's next Friday. June the 17th, Cedar Grove High School in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. The main event, the superstar, Danny Morrison, defends the ISPW World Heavyweight title against Rick Recon. And also uh, another big match, Jay, that's been signed for next Friday will be Bull James defending the ISPW Tri-State Championship against Sean Donovan in a Texas death match. Uh, that and I, I know you were there live, Jay, for those guys having that um, bull rope match. Now it's gonna be a Texas Death match with them too. Everything just keeps getting bigger and better, and the stakes keep getting higher for ISPW, buddy. I am jealous of the people that get to see that uh, live and in person because that match I saw, those guys can go, and oh, yeah. you can tell they're. Yeah, you can tell they're both uh, very talented, very aggressive in the ring, very strong style, and so it is a fun uh, matchup to watch for sure. Absolutely. And then the following Friday, June the 24th, ISPW Summerfest will be in Butler, New Jersey at St. Anthony's Church Gym, and the main event will be the ISPW World Heavyweight Champion, the superstar Danny Morrison with Maven. Uh, he will defend the title against Tommy Dreamer. So that's going to be a big match. Uh, it's on June the 24th in Butler. So, yeah, uh, ISPW Month here in New Jersey. Three big shows, and they uh, kick off this Saturday. A free one for Total a Day. It's the summer of ISPW. I'm happy like for that. you, Tommy. Those I are, like yeah, those are Those are big happenings, and so I'm, I'm happy then, for you, brother. And then, um, and then uh, I do have a – a wrestling collector store signing that I booked a few days ago, and that's going to be on Saturday, July the 16th at the Wrestling Collector on Route 23 in Stockholm, New Jersey, from 2 to 5 p.m. Buff Bagwell will be here at the Wrestling Collector, so I'm looking forward to that. He's buff and he's the stuff. That's a big signing, man, and He's one of the guys who is not afraid to kind of tell you his thoughts on just about anything you ask him. And so that's cool that you get to have him in your store, get to interact, get to hear some stories about the NWO and about the Monday Night uh, Wars. And so that's a big one, Tommy. That's exciting. Yeah, man. I'm looking for. I never, I never worked with him before, so I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, uh, that's about it for right now, man. And, uh, Jay, I hope you and your family have a great weekend. Hope you uh, get the – make sure you have – if you're going to wear Speedos this weekend, make sure they're darker color because I don't want you to get sunburned. So, um, yeah, man, you guys have a great weekend. All the listeners out there, hope everyone has a great weekend. And we will catch you back here next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. American Dream. Common man.